Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We are down to the final two days of Halloween week with Wicked and Grim. Welcome. My name is Jacko, and I will be your master of ceremonies for the remaining two days. We hope you enjoyed last episode as we conversed and dove into the world of the black-eyed children. Hopefully, it didn't entice any to come visit you. But if they haven't, maybe they will on All Hallows' Eve. Today, however, we are talking about something much more sinister than children. We're talking about the Blood Countess herself. But to get those details, as always, we need our hosts. So here they are. Without further ado, Ben and Nicole. Thanks, Jacko, again Thank for that you. awesome introduction. Jacko is getting some stellar reviews. He is. Like, people are fucking loving Jacko. Like, he's going to be missed. I think so. I'm, like, already a little bit heartbroken knowing that he's, he's Actually, leaving yeah, after Actually, yeah, me just saying that, my heart going to sink a little. Right? <laughs> well, I mean, the time with Jacko has been pretty awesome. I'm sure... He'll come back next year. Oh, I'm sure he'll he'll grace our presence again at one point. I'm sure he will. 100% sure. <laughs> I, I don't think we would be allowed to get Jacko's flame snuffed out eternally No. by the listeners. I don't think it could happen. No. I don't think he would allow it. I don't think so. I think he'd haunt us. I, I am like willing to bet that he would. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, Black Eyed Children, oh. that was that was a ride. Well, yeah, that intro, like, holy shit, hopefully no one has seen any of them <laughs> no since shit. that little episode. That's a little bit much. So what what have we covered so far? What have we gotten? We got Robert the Doll. 1911. The baseball, baseball game. Baseball. We got the three epic urban legends. Mary Shelley. Mary Shelley, yes. Black Eyed Children. How many is that that we just listed? Was that five? I don't know. <laughs> I lost well, we're moving on today to a crazy story. Mm, it like, just keep, gets worse and worse here, like or oh, better and better, whichever way you want to look at well, it. Well, it's more entertaining, but it's much more sinister as mm-hmm. we go. Um, for this one, like few women's crimes have gone through history as much as those as the Countess Elizabeth Bathory, a.k.a. The Blood Countess, Ugh, which is who just... we're talking about today. Doesn't this, sound pretty. This is a fucking holy. This is a this is a tale. Let me tell you that. Yeah. Are you ready for this? 
I am. As you're drinking red wine. I know. Very... I, well, no, it's not even red wine. It's actually raspberry cider. Oh, okay. But it's very But it, I know. I was just crimson. looking at it. I'm like, sweet. I should have maybe picked a different color of beverage. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're familiar with this case, you know what we're about to dive into. But even if you are unfamiliar with the, with the case and with the name Elizabeth Bathory, um, then chances are you've actually heard the stories about her legendary sadism, period. Um, perhaps you're aware that she holds um, maybe the honor of being the world's most prolific female murderer. Oh. Yeah. As dictated by the Guinness Book of World Records, in oh, fact. Oh, Lord. Yeah. It's or a maybe, terrible title. <laughs> I would think so, but it is a title. Um, or maybe you'd actually uh, heard her mentioned as a key influence for, you know, just a little old novel named, I don't know, Dracula. What? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. This sounds intriguing. Um, and some even argue that she is the legendary Bloody Mary herself. Wow. Now, Bloody Mary, um, of course, being the infamous urban legend where you go into a dark bathroom, approach the mirror holding a lit yep. candle, chant Bloody Mary um, a number of times, and there in the mirror, she will appear covered in blood. I've tried that before. Were you successful? No. And I think I like follow, didn't follow the steps completely right because I actually was like subconsciously not wanting to see the shit. Well, who <laughs> would want to see some scary bitch appear in a mirror covered in blood? So while I, you're I definitely alone didn't do it right. Well, but I was like a child and I was like, oh, I'll try this. It's probably a good thing you didn't do it right. You probably. Might, could you imagine if she appeared? Oh, I would have been scarred for life. Yeah. Like, I think my whole life would probably have changed. It wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here right now. Well, chances are you might have not have survived that encounter because there's oh. like, there's stories of her like viciously attacking or Holy like gouging shit. your eyes out and shit. Like it's, of course the accounts vary, but. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Sometimes she's nice. Sometimes she's mean. Sometimes she's a witch. Sometimes she's a zombie. Urban legends. They go a lot wow. of place, right? Okay. Well, I'm pumped. <clears throat> this is going to be a good one. All right. Well, buckle your seatbelts because. This is the tale of the Blood Countess. Let's dive in. So, Elizabeth Bathory was born on a family estate in Hungary on August 7th in 1560. Holy. Yeah. It's a long time ago. She was the daughter of Baron George V Bathory and Baroness Anne Bathory. She descended from multiple noble lineages, including the King of Poland and the Prince of Transylvania. Hmm. Like we're talking fucking high up, mm -hmm. like fancy dancing motherfuckers here. Um, the said bloodline was actually also a result of generational inbreeding as well. So they kept it within the family, which was not abnormal for that time. Like okay. royal with royal, keep the royal bloodline clean, you know, sort of thing. Okay. I kind of snubbed it, but I guess that's a long time ago. I mean, it's it's still nasty, but that that's just what the times it were. just what happened? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, her parents were actually closely related, um, and it's thought that this may have actually been the source of a number of health problems that Elizabeth had as a child. Mm. Uh, she suffered from severe epileptic seizures that led to an array of, like, pseudo-cures that inspired many of the uh, ridiculously insidious stories and vampiric legends surrounding her. Um, one speculative story goes that, the cu that a cure that sh they used... Uh, for her seizures, um, was that they would rub blood of a quote unquote non sufferer um, onto her lips, with, sometimes with the pe a piece of their skull. 
Um, okay, what? Like they would kill people to do this then? Yes, and they would take a piece of the skull with their blood and rub it on her lips. Oh my gosh. In what right mind would you think that would work? I, I don't know. <laughs> this is the 1500s. Holy It's quite crap. a quacky cure where it's like, I don't know, you got ghosts in your blood. Try cocaine. That, sort of, that type of stuff, you know? But Wow. So... These are speculative stories. We don't know. Um, or another one is that she was taught at a young age the cruelty that she knew so well um, by her parents directly and, and was introduced to witchcraft. So so the family had some things going on is what you're basically saying. Well. They might not have been the best of people. They're not. However, these stories, we don't know if they're true. Okay. None of these stories can be backed up. Um. Well, we do, we like, we don't know much about her young age. Yeah. This is just okay. urban legends that have yeah. gone on through the, the ages sort of thing. Um, like documentary, <laughs> documentation uh, is extremely hard to come by. So anything that we do know regarding her younger age is strictly theories, basically. Well, I've done cases that are from like the early 1900s and I found it hard. So yeah, that's like way going back. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we do know about her younger years, though, uh, that she was raised in luxury um, had, and had a level of privilege that was denied to the vast majority of the Hungarian civil <laughs> citizens. <laughs> I was going to say civilizations and citizens at the same time. Oh, okay. It just came out civil. <laughs> um, so at the age of 10, Elizabeth was engaged to Ferenic Nadazdi. Um, a nobleman, an heir to one of the wealthiest dynasties in the region. Although he was wealthy, he was technically of lower social status standings than Elizabeth. Okay. Even at the age of 10, which is crazy. And this was a man? Yes. Well, it wasn't a man. It was, they weren't that far apart in age, actually. Um, they married when she was 15 and he was 19. Oh, okay. That's so he's not only, terrible. what, four years older than her? Yeah. So he would have been 14. She would have been 10 when they were engaged. Okay. Could you imagine though, hey, like a 14-year-old asking a 10-year-old to marry them? Like I don't, that's playground shit. I don't know if that's like how this would work. Or I think families it was, arranged Yeah, it. it would have more been like, your son will marry my daughter. Mm -hmm. Of course, cheers over this elaborate dinner that we will have for the next 10 days. You know, like yeah, that sort of shit. That's fair. Yeah, that's true. Um. So when they did get married, though, his wedding gift to Elizabeth was his household. Whoa. But it wasn't just, it was not just a house. It's not, not even just a fucking mansion either, for that matter. It was a fucking castle. Hmm. A castle. Well, I feel like I got gypped on the wedding gift department then. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> um, it's castle, and I'm going to probably pronounce this wrong. I had to look up phonetically how to say it. Um, Kachichek. But it's spelt really weird because another language. But okay. Castle Kachichek, which is located on the lower end of Carpathian of the Carpathian Mountains. Um, during their marriage, they conceived at least five children. There's a rumor of a sixth, um, but only three survived infancy. Okay. Again, 1500s, weird times. People die all the time, right? Well, yeah, they didn't have like the means of um, saving people, really. Yeah. To the extent we do today, anyway. Yeah. Um, Frenick was a part of many Hungarian wars. Uh, he had a thirst for blood 
And it's often said that on the battlefield, he would take the wounded soldiers and impale them onto wooden stakes to watch them writhe and scream in pain while they slowly died a painful death. Much like that of someone who is said to be related to Elizabeth, Vlad the Impaler, who was the original inspiration for Dracula. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry, but like who on earth would enjoy watching something like that? Yeah, no shit. Uh, There's uh, clearly some people. Oh, well, yeah, clearly there are. <laughs> yeah, times have definitely changed. No, though but there, there still are people Yeah, to this though there day. still are some. But I mean, out there, I'm sure, like, back at that time, it was, like, people hanging from the gallows all the time. Yeah. And, like, the townsfolk would come and watch. Like, it was a pastime activity, you know? Oh. Anyways, hangings and impalings aside, uh, it was only a few years after the wedding when Ferenic was promoted to chief commander of the Hungarian troops and was sent to war against the Ottoman Empire, uh, which is where he spent most of his time, away at war. And it was here that he was actually given the nickname the Black Knight of Hungary, which sounds fucking badass. Yeah, but it also sounds like he's an asshole. Yeah, but I don't know which one sounds more badass, the Black Knight of Hungary or the Blood Countess. Probably the blood countess. That's probably sounds, the blood one. That yeah. sounds really fucking dope. Yeah. Scary as shit, though. <laughs> so after 29 years of marriage, however, so this is a little, little while later, uh, Frenick was stricken with an unknown disease. Maybe it was karma for, you know, all the shit he did in the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was just the odds weren't in his favor because disease wasn't exactly a thing that they could cure or take care of in, you know, the 1600 sort of yeah. thing. Um, regardless, on the 4th of January, 1604, at the age of 48, after 29 years of marriage to Elizabeth, Elizabeth Ferenic passed away. Now, in Hungarian tradition, a widow generally stays out of the public eye while mourning her husband's death for a year. Oh, wow. Yes. A whole year, hey? A whole year of mourning, yes. Which, I mean... Grant you, it does take that long, but it's just like interesting that they're not supposed to be seen kind of thing. Well, I'm sure you could be like seen, but like generally you just not doing much, mm-hmm. like, you know? Well, and you have all the help at home and, exactly. and stuff. So sure. If you want to go for a stroll in the park or something, when I'm sure that's acceptable, mm-hmm. but you're not out doing political things or whatever, like Elizabeth was. Right. Okay. Uh, So, like I said, she's out doing other stuff. Clearly, she didn't do this. Uh, She, in fact, first off, took a trip to Vienna and went on an elaborate shopping spree, (laughs) buying fine clothing and wares for herself as well as her servants. Hmm. Yeah. That's honestly one way to mourn. I mean, that's a huge distraction. Yeah, that's true. It's definitely a distraction. You know, fucking makeover, man. Let's do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's what she did immediately. Good for her. Really. I don't know. I think that's not I don't know. I don't think that's a terrible thing. It's definitely a coping mechanism, whether mm-hmm. she was coping or not. That uh, that would definitely be a means of it. Yeah. Um so when she got back, uh, she stayed a public figure like I said. She was involved in many political affairs. Um her and her late husband were actually owed several debts that she wasn't about to uh you know, forget. And oh. She means business. Yeah. This woman. Yeah. It was about this time, however, that rumors of Elizabeth's thirst for blood began to spread. 
word of her capturing young girls and torturing them. But these were just rumors. Okay. Right? Were they? Doubtful. Our infamous dun dun dun. Oh. <laughs> I'm doubting they're just rumors. Well, given the name or title she has and the Guinness Book of Record thing, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure you can guess. Uh, the rumors kept growing and kept spreading, and it eventually began, became too much to be ignored. In 1610, King Matthias II would assign two individuals to collect evidence on the allegations and rumors made against her. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I think this is like interesting because these rumors went on for like, what was it, like eight years before anything was done about it. Her husband died in 04? Yeah. And so it was like six. It wasn't even, it was like maybe like, it was within the year. It was still 1604 when these allegations started spreading. Oh, okay. So her husband died. She went on this trip. She was still doing stuff in the public eye, still within that year. And all this is happening. And then rumors began to spread same year. And now we're at 1610 okay. when they're finally looking into it. Actually doing something about it. That's actually, yeah, that's a long time. It is. Um, I mean, fair enough. I understand she's at quite like high wealth and status. Yeah, that would be almost like a rock you might want to not want to turn over. Yeah, but it's it's still just interesting to me that they let it go for that long. Like, oh, she could potentially be murdering children. Eh, she's rich. You know, oh, is it children? <laughs> uh, young girls. Yes. So like that's teenagers and stuff. Yeah, that's the allegation. Young girls. Oh, geez. Okay. Not that it would be any better if it was older women, but I don't know. <laughs> Lots of times when they're young, like, I mean, they just have their life ahead of them, right? And then mm-hmm. to be it taken away, it's just extra shitty. Uh, definitely, because, I mean, they didn't get to live, really. They, yeah. You know, their potential, nothing. Exactly. So. so hundreds of testimonies were collected from townspeople, Elizabeth's staff members, and even apparent survivors from her dealings. What they revealed was nothing short of horrifying. Elizabeth was, in fact, abducting young girls on average apparently by the age of 10 they were anywhere from the age of 6 to 14 what i found varying accounts on those age seems like every source i went to it was different so it's like average is 10 but i did find a few accounts of as low as six jeez oh my gosh okay yeah so she would abduct these young girls and she would hold them up on her property there the girls would be beaten severely and repeatedly by her by her they would be mutilated and they would be put into freezing temperatures and they would be left to starve to death some girls were allegedly burned again repeatedly 
with hot tongs and other burning pieces of iron. Others had parts of their body, including their face, bitten off. What? And some were wounded and covered in honey, then left for the ants and insects to devour. Holy crap. That's like some brutal shit. She enjoyed inflicting pain. Wow. And those are children. Yeah. On average, between the age of 6 to 14, from what I could find. Okay, like, I just couldn't imagine just watching, like, because that's, like, a kid. Yeah. Struggling. Yeah, and she would sit there, prod them with hot irons and do all this. Watch them screaming and crying, and she would, I would assume, just laugh and keep going. Holy shit, she's a monster. Yeah. Like, that is a monster. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now, there are, of course, the infamous allegations that Elizabeth would collect blood from her victims and only virgin victims, in fact, and that she would bathe in the blood to conserve her youth. You know, like putting moisturizer on your skin sort of thing. Same thing. Uh, and And to be fair, you can't bathe in blood without also enjoying a nice tall glass of it for good measure oh my gosh are you serious so there is also those allegations however however those two accounts those stories didn't become part of her lore until she was already dead for over a century the claim first appeared in print in 1729 in the work of a jesuit scholar by the name of this is going to be really fucking hard to pronounce. Laszlo, but the last name, Tarosi, Taroxi. Um, no witness accounts from her trial or tes- testimonies ever make reference to baths of blood. So as far as we can tell, those are strictly fiction. But I, I do want to say one thing real quick. Her biting and like the faces and body parts of her victims could lead to the consumption of cannibalism, which mm. are some allegations at times, and consumption of the blood. That is gross. Okay, well, just two really quick things I just wanted to say. that She was, because back then, like, they were, like, marrying really young and stuff, so that's why she was going so young if she wanted them to be virgins or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And then even with that whole thing you had said at the beginning where they were rubbing um, blood. The blood on her so lips. So she, like... Almost grew up with maybe the taste of blood. Well, that's where that um, theory comes in, is that she had this taste for blood. So this story has emerged that for her seizures, this was a treatment which gave her the development of the taste for blood. Yeah. However, there is no proof of that treatment for her seizures. That seems to strictly be legend and lore. Okay. As well as the consumption of blood. We don't know for sure. Though that the consumption of blood might be plausible, but the bathing in blood, there is zero evidence. I'm really wishing that I brought a different drink choice. Because now, <laughs> like, every time I go to drink this, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, does it need to be bright red? Like, does it need to be? I think you chose a good one for this. Oh, okay. You okay? Yeah. Well, we're going to get into her number here. Um, her number, her body count... Oh boy, do we want to know? Is said to be at least greater than 80. Wow. But upwards 
of 650. What? Yes. Holy shit. 650 children. Yes. Did she, like, what kind of, how many people lived in the town that she lived in? You're just fucking stammering. Like, well, I'm just like flabbergasted. Yeah. How many people lived in that fucking town? I don't know. But now you understand the, uh, the, how she got her Guinness world record status. Well, yeah, and now I really don't understand why it took them so fucking long because that is a lot of people to be going missing. That is. But, I mean, it's not like when people go missing in that day and age, it's not like you go to the police and report it and they write up a report and send it. It's like, my kid is missing. Cool, lady. Fuck off. We got some farmers we got to go get taxes from. You don't know that. They might have taken it more seriously. I'm I'm sure if it's like peasants and stuff on the street they don't give a fuck in that day and age but if in a year's span there's like fucking 30 or 100 i'm sure he just ran off oh geez (laughs) i'm I'm sure there were some reports and some reports taken seriously i'm just trying to play devil's advocate here and say that I'm sure majority of them, they didn't give a fuck. Well, I don't like that answer. I'm sorry. That's a bullshit answer. I'm sorry. Well, it was on December 30th of 1610 that Elizabeth was arrested in her home, along with four of her servants who were allegedly a part of Elizabeth's crimes as they helped her carry him out. Okay, which is kind of shitty for them because they probably didn't even have a choice. Probably. Although, I mean... She went out shopping and bought them a bunch of gifts and stuff and like clothes. And I'm sure they were like, you know, pretty tight with her too. So maybe they're willing participants. Yeah. The trial itself was called into question. However, even at this time, like this day and age sort of thing, um, many witnesses could not actually offer firsthand evidence, but would insist that they heard from a friend of a friend or whoever that. Elizabeth was actually doing these things. Many servants did confess to the heinous crimes um, of their mistress, but only after long, intense torture sessions. Which you have to wonder if you can fully believe that or not. Yeah. Now, given her major social status that put off the investigation for like eight years, Mm -hmm. um, it was actually decided that a public trial and execution would have been too scandalous and would have such a severe impact on the Hungarian country. So instead, she was put on house arrest. Oh my gosh, you're kidding. But house arrest in the 1600s is not the house arrest you would think of today. Oh, okay. In her house, she was bricked up where she had access to only a few rooms and was given a few small holes in the bricks for ventilation and access to food and water. Oh, so it actually is kind of like a jail thing. Yeah, it's it's a prison in her own home. Okay. So there she remained in the castle of Kachichek for the rest of her life and then died in her sleep on August 21st, 1614, only slightly over three years later okay. at the age of 54. Hmm. Her servants, however, who were involved with her were not quite so lucky. They were put on trial and subsequently hung for witchcraft. Wow. But like they wouldn't probably have even hung her. Or or did they get hung before she'd passed even? Like she probably oh, pro- wasn't even going to ever be hung. 
they they thought about it, but they thought, you know, it's just like too high profile and too scandalous. <sighs> so they house arrest instead. Don't like that. But of course, the servant's low profile enough. Wow. Kill him. I wonder what she died of. Yeah, I'm not just too to sure. Just die peacefully in her sleep. I don't know if it's peacefully, but I'm Fucking just like, bitch. fuck you. <laughs> I want to die peacefully one day. <laughs> not know. right now. Don't get me not wrong. Not right now, but like, yeah, that's that would be the way to go, really. Mm-hmm. Just nice and quiet. Just off in your own rather than, I don't know, having some little black-eyed children knock on your front door. Oh, my gosh. They <laughs> or, don't kill you, though, remember? Okay, or being strung up in a dungeon at the age of, like, six and being prodded with hot iron and having your blood drained and eaten alive by ants. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, for sure, eh? Yeah, no. <laughs> so some actually believe that Elizabeth didn't really do any of these things that she's guilty of because there was such a lack of evidence. One theory is that the debts she was owed by many nobles and royalty was too great and a way to discredit her and the debts and sweep them under the rug was to chase the false accusations of murder and witchcraft that led to her being imprisoned in her home and all these nobles and royalty Got away without paying the debts. Really? Yeah, that's one theory. That people are just making this shit up to save themselves some money? Yeah. Huh. I mean, how often, like, think back to, like, Salem witch trials. Someone didn't like someone. Witchcraft. She's a witch. Burn her. That's true. That's true, actually. What's the difference? Yikes. So that is the story of... The Blood Countess. Well, and then it's interesting. Elizabeth Bathory. Sorry, my brain's still going. That they would wait until, like, her husband almost wasn't in the picture to do, like, this shit potentially, too. Like, if he was still alive, they wouldn't have probably been doing these things. You know? Yeah. Well, very, very likely, actually. But they would have had to find some other way. They're probably holding out for him to die in the battlefield, even. Mmm. And then this bitch was still collect wanting to collect their debts. And they're like, no, no, no. Yeah. Or maybe it could have just been that, you know, they weren't calling upon the debts. And then when her husband died, she finally said, okay, pay those debts back. And they're like, wait, seriously? She's like, yeah. And then they panic. Yeah. Or, and then they're like, here's my, my young virgin children. You can have them instead. Maybe. Ugh. Go bathe in their blood hate that well i'm gonna go have a nice hot bath just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a story you can go down the rabbit hole too there's a oh, lot of little bit of information um there's documentaries again it inspired books it's inspired movies there's info galore out there we only scratch the surface mm-hmm. um i thought i thought about maybe not doing this for halloween and doing a full episode on it later but it's just too good. Oh, it's too good. Not it's too, too good. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. No, that was awesome. That was fun. It was. Good listen. So what do you got for us tomorrow on Halloween? Oh my gosh. Are you going to tell us or are you going to make us wait in suspense? I don't know. What should I do? That's up to you. I know what it is, but. You do know what it is. It's like, I don't know. I could say it's, I don't even know how I'd go, go about doing a hint. Even okay. Though. How's this? This is a paranormal case that has inspired several Hollywood blockbusters. 
Yes. And it's like a true story. Yes. So I think actually people could guess it by that. I think those so. Those tidbits. I think so. But it's so. it's good to look forward to a little bit too. And it can keep you guessing. Even if you guess it, you yep. might be wrong. You you never know until you, it, it drops. Yeah. But you'll have to find out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And where can people find our socials? Well, Ben. I was going to say Benjamin. but That's ben, not my name. I know. Well, Ben. Um, Facebook. I say it in a different order every time. Instagram, Patreon, and we have a website, which is the one I usually forget. And where are they? Wicked and Grim. But what, where can they find the links? I don't know. The description of the podcast. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Find all the links in the show notes, <laughs> the description down below. And of course, you guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you tomorrow Boom. on All Hallows' Eve. Yikes. That's exciting. And until then... Stay wicked. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.